Hey everybody, it's another evening here in the middle of nowhere, Oregon, in the middle of nowhere, United States, in the planet, and I've just been laying here and kind of launching into this whole podcasting thing, and uh, I'm sure as you figured out, as you listened to the last one or two episodes, the zero episode or episode number one, this would be, I guess, episode officially number two. I don't even really know what this one's going to be called, but um, one thing I want you to pick up as you're listening to these podcasts is uh, maybe this is something you're going to think to yourself, yeah, I can go do this too. And you can, and you should. Because I just started thinking like that about a week ago. So I just was like, you know, I've got a lot of stuff in my head that I think is important to me. I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there that are going to like it too. And uh, I don't mean that to sound like some special unique snowflake kind of thing in reference to my last episode. But the truth of it is, is there's people out there listening to this right now who do think this is interesting. There's plenty of you who already tuned out because you didn't like my uh, Fight Club reference there. But whatever. Um, where do we want to go on this particular episode? What have I been thinking about the last couple of days? You know, a buddy of mine, uh, from where I came from back in Utah is, uh, he's a, uh, person of another belief system. Um, but our belief systems are very similar to each other in many different kinds of ways in a way that is not popular to, uh, it's not popular definitely to use that as a... Uh, point of uh, equality, people would not say that the belief system that is the dominant one in Utah is uh, of our Christian belief system, but there are a great many truths hiding there that uh, most uh, evangelicals are not comfortable acknowledging and, and admitting to. Um, but uh, one of the things that uh, this friend of mine has been spending a lot of time going through is a breakup process with his fiance of 10 to 12 years. And before you mock him for that much time, uh, it's important to think about why he would have spent that time. There was That was not a sexually intimate relationship by any means. And uh, it, in, in fact, it was a zero sexual intimate relationship. And he uh, stayed with this person because he had value in who she was as a woman, even though she did not value him the same way back as a man. And because he believed in relationship, and I believe that the Bible is really clear about this. Um, we live in a time and place where the 30-day return policy is really uh, prevalent in American Christian um, sermonology, what you hear on a sermon on a given Sunday, and people are, are you know, standing behind that pulpit are very, very quick to... Uh, in these soft ways attack the idea of relationship in a marriage and um, they'll denigrate it and cut it down to size in this very obsessive compulsive way that we are so guilty of as a religious system uh, as a christian religious system which uh, we just cannot have anything even remotely close get anywhere near to being uh, equivalent to god in our minds and the truth is is uh this is going to sound a very um very challenging concept uh, for most of you, but uh, I grew up in a time and place where divorce was not an option in relationship between a man and a woman, and I live in a time and place now in a Christian culture that looks for excuses for divorce and uh, quotes constantly, misquoting 
Jesus' words and, and giving excuse for divorce when fact was there was no excuse for it. It was a hardness of hearts that Moses permitted, that uh, Jesus simply was re-acknowledging to the Pharisees, but not in a way to give them permissiveness. It was meant to acknowledge this is done out of hardness of hearts. One of the things I've told you guys about uh, in previous episode is that belief and uh, faith are really important terms and to me, and uh, love is another one of those. Um, faith, hope, and love, I guess you could probably boil them down to those. You know, faith being belief, um, hope being the thing that animates us, uh, that keeps propelling us forward. You know, a little thing to think about what the word hope is, uh, we say this all the time in our culture, I don't want to give you false hopes. And the truth is, is every hope you ever get is false until it becomes a fact. <laughs> so uh, no matter how um, convincing you a hope for a hope to become, it is not, doesn't mean anything until it becomes fact. And then that hope no longer exists as a hope. It's become truth. And uh, truth to you, at least. And I don't want that to sound like postmodernism, but there's a, a truth in that, in that is... Um, Every hope we ever take in is false to begin with until it becomes true. And, um, or a great many of them, I should say. Um, and so I, I believe that hope is what causes people to keep moving forward in something. Uh, Jesus talked about that a lot, but I'm, I'm losing my track here, my train of thought. I want to stick to the idea of relationship for this episode, which is uh, the 30-day return policy that's so popular in Christian circles now. And that is uh, uh, the concept of dating, the concept of uh, long-term relationships having no value. And of course, I'm saying this out loud and all of you are thinking, oh, I've never heard anybody say that. But you're right, you don't hear them overtly say that. But it's taught in a way, in small, little tiny statements in a way that plants in your mind uh, from this new age um, personal feel-good philosophy that most pastors have picked up on and that have woven into their sermonology because you know they want people to feel good about their experience with God and the truth is is you know a relationship is not about you it's about the other person always is always has been from the beginning um, and before you start saying, well, you know, uh, this is, this is, I think what I'm most sensitive to, uh, uh, as I'm, uh, sorry, I get tangential here, but I'm most sensitive to this one concept. And that is you can never put your spouse before God and you can never have all these things. You know, I don't really know how anybody believes they've actually ever put their spouse before God. The fact of the matter is, is God created Adam by himself to begin with. And it was the very first thing in the Genesis account that he said was not good. God was the person who had direct relationship with Adam. And he said that it was not good that the man should be alone. He knew there was something wrong with his own relationship that he had with Adam. He knew was not going to complete Adam in a way that was still missing another component. And for whatever reason, I don't know why God created a woman. I don't know why he created another human being. But God decided in his, his sovereign um, power that uh, just him and Adam was not really going to be sufficient for Adam. It needed to have, Adam needed to have someone to complement. And Adam was certainly, most certainly, clearly created incomplete based on that particular train of logic. And that's not popular in our culture right now, our Christian culture. We start preaching from the pulpit that, 
you know, you were born uh, complete in Christ and all this kind of nonsense, all this uh, pop Christian uh, terminology that doesn't exist anywhere in Scripture. It's just stuff we've... Um, We've kind of interlaced and interwoven into terminology that sound scriptural, but they're really not. And you can look at the Genesis account and recognize that uh, God is looking at Adam's situation and going, yeah, he's named all these animals and all this kind of, but there's not a helper suitable for him here. And Adam even said that is, uh, there's not a suitor, helper suitable for me. And so God's like, okay, so it's not good that the man should be alone, so I'm going to go ahead and create something for him. And he creates woman. And that's because he's Adam is man was built incomplete and and it's without <laughs> if you're really studying those first chapters of Genesis you can't walk away believing Adam was created complete he wasn't and Eve was meant to create some kind of a picture that God wanted us to have here on uh, in this mortal existence of course it all gets ruined by sin but I'm looking at it in its original state here. And there's a reason that we have, the as through Scripture, Jesus is constantly referencing the church as his bride. And there's this very deep reverential concept behind relationship, and in specifically in marriage. And we don't give that a lot of credit. We, we hear it, and it, this is usually something most newlyweds are sensitive to. And they're like, oh, yes, it's so special. That was just such a wonderful thing. And you know, it's really what inspired me to get married, la, 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 you know, but reality is, it's like, it's a real thing that's always there the rest of our lives. We kind of forget it. And uh, I'm still not married. I'm 41 and I'm single. And that's not for lack of trying. I wish I could have been married at 20 and I don't enjoy being in the place that I'm at. And my buddy and I are very similar ages and uh, both in the same place, both coming from very different um, theological backgrounds, him coming from a very different belief system of mine, but at the same time we've experienced this very similar train in life because of, of the limitations of the belief systems we've both grown up under. Um, Christianity by no means in my book, uh, American Christianity, is by no means what was being described in the book of Acts. Um, what we have now is a spectator sport, uh, um, churchianity thing that uh, is a, a money maker and a, and a literature producer and propaganda maker in our, our culture. And um, it has gotten a lot of vehement negative attention. And I think rightly so. Um, it, it is, for the most part, in my opinion, perverted a great majority of what the Bible actually teaches. And it doesn't teach believers to look at the Bible anymore as a source of uh, fact for themselves as individuals. We are taught to have a, a common belief system with each other and uh, uh, ignoring the concept of, of that scripture's teaching there about uh, we're all one in Christ and instead there becomes this one in a body type of a thing where we all have to be thinking the same thing and acting the same way and somehow if we don't do that we're betraying who Christ actually is and the thing is is the Holy Spirit is going to very uniquely lead the indwelled believer in ways that are very uniquely different from another indwelled believer and uh, at times believers or human beings may look at those and go those are contradictory to each other and they very likely could be from human perspective but what the Holy Spirit is doing in and of what God is doing is none of our business. And the, the Holy Spirit may lead one believer one very unique way and another one another very unique way. And we don't have control over uh, harmonizing those two as from human logic and human standpoints. I'm kind of losing my train of thought here again. I'm sorry about that. 
But going back to the idea of relationship, this is, um, again, these podcasts aren't meant to solve any problems, but they're really meant to challenge you and to get you to think and to get you to meditate. I think that's the one thing I'm hoping at the end of the day is you hear the words I'm saying and they actually ruffle your feathers enough to get you to go, well, I don't think that guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. I don't believe any of that shit. And you, you think that and it's like, great, that's good. Go and ask yourself now why you don't. Don't just get angry about it. Go really research scripture and, and come to a conclusion for yourself that the Holy Spirit illuminates your own heart. That you come away with this conclusion and go, well, this is why he's wrong. Well, fine, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Great, good for you. And you actually spent time in God's word. That's what I want to accomplish. Is you spend time believing that the Holy Spirit can illuminate your mind and your heart and get you to really think for a minute about why you believe what you believe. Do you believe what you believe just because it's what was given to you on a Sunday or because you've actually stopped and asked yourself why you believe what you believe? I'm not really sure where else to keep going with this particular episode, and I have no idea if I've already hit my 15-minute mark. I'm sure I'm getting close to it, but uh, I'm approaching there. We've got about a minute left or so, and then we'll call this episode good. But... uh, my buddy has, again, as I said, he's, he's, this relationship that he was in for 10 or 12 years is pretty much ended. And um, he has another woman who's come into his life that I believe God has opened the door for this person to be there now. That's tricky for me to say because I'm the kind of person who believes that when a relationship starts, it really shouldn't end. That's a very radical thing to say. It's kind of an overarching statement to make, but I believe it's really the intent of relationship to begin with that uh, was the original format. I think relationships are meant to be uh, the same nature as a barb or a hook would be in a fish. It's meant to go one direction, and as you pull away on it, it's meant to cause damage. So as a relationship backs off, it's meant to cause pain for the person who's experiencing that. And that's intentional. That's not something you have control over. Every one of us as human beings who's been in a relationship and feels it coming apart, feels the pain that's not supposed to be there. It's something unnatural. And we know that on an instinctive level, that's something God built into our hearts and minds, I believe. Um, I don't have ways to factually prove that. And I don't really care to factually prove it. It's just something I believe. And I think most other human beings can acknowledge that there is something there, whether they call it God or whatever else, but they they feel this same sense of uh, incompletion. And um, my friend is going through that transition now where he has someone else who's taken the place of the past person who didn't who did not live up to what they were should have been doing in the relationship and who actually intentionally fought against the relationship so it would fail and he fought to keep the relationship alive and i believe god is going to reward him because he expressed that kind of love and devotion to someone not even in a marriage context it wasn't even in marriage but he was he was devoted to them for 10 or 12 years that's something to say that's something we don't do in our culture. And that's something we almost mock. And we, we look at that and go, oh, couldn't the guy just get a clue and move on and find somebody else? Think about what you're saying there when you're saying that. That's somebody else's heart. That's, that's two hearts trying to stay together. And I take the scripture so seriously in the passages where it says, what God has put together, let no man put asunder. People want to apply that specifically, directly, only to the intimate connection of marriage. And that may be so, but I also believe God actually looks at that on the deeper level. 
that God examines the motives of the heart and the intentions of the heart. And so when someone is fighting to keep something alive, even if it looks dead to everyone else, I think God sees what's going on in the heart there of the individual trying to keep that alive. Why do we have the book of Hosea? Why do we have the book of Song of Solomon? Why do we have the whole Bible, in fact? The Bible teaches about God seeking out and trying to resurrect a broken relationship between him and his bride. I I think that's really important, and I don't think we give that enough credit in our, our culture today. Anyway, I don't have a whole lot more to say on this particular episode, so uh, thanks for listening. You guys are all uh, listening to me and my crazy rants as I drift off in the bed each evening or doing something else. And that's really the idea of this podcast is it's meant to just get you to think and challenge yourselves. And uh, at some point, I'm going to start incorporating prayer into the beginning of this and at the ending of it, perhaps, when I feel like the Spirit leads me to do that. But until that time, I uh, pray that you spend time looking in God's Word and that you actually ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate your heart each time you open the Bible or that you even listen to someone talk like I'm doing. And if you don't believe in any of this stuff and you're not a Christian, quote-unquote, you know, in a way, I'm almost glad you're not because I think it's turned into something now that it really wasn't meant to be originally from the Bible. But those of you who don't like where Christians are now... I challenge you to go look in the Bible and see what they originally were supposed to be, because we don't take any uh, we don't take any pleasure in uh, the way that we have become as Christians now, uh, where we're very binary and black and white. When Scripture shows and demonstrates a very clear, uh, broad spectrum color perspective on a technicolor world, when we try to act very black and white about things. Anyway, thanks for listening, and have a great evening and a great day wherever you're at, and God bless you guys.